Good afternoon, everybody. It is 4.13 p.m. my time. Uh, welcome to Chatting Between Takes. I'm Sean Benson, and I'm so excited. Today in the studio, my living room, we have Elise Bauman. Am I saying that right ever? Yeah. Bauman? Yeah. Elise Bauman. It's the German, right? Yeah. yeah. How's it going, Elise? It's going really well. Thanks for this amazing coffee. Oh, my God. It's good, it's right? It's so good. So you love the Antiguan? Yeah. And we got the burr grinder out? <laughs> Learning so many things already. About coffee snobs and the intensity of coffee people. (laughs) At this point in my addiction, I'm like, as long as it makes me feel jittery in the morning, I'm doing my job right. So let's talk about your addiction. You're addicted to coffee? I am. Nice. So addicted to coffee. Um, How are you with the instant? I've never tried instant. Well, let's let's put it this way. If we're like 45 minutes in and you're feeling not jittery enough, yep. I'm going to hit pause, okay. which I've never done with a guest, Whoa. but for you, I'll do that. We'll cook up some Breaking instant. Breaking into new territory. Oh yeah, well, I've talked about this on other podcasts where instant is like, it's cocaine-like in that you can dose out how much of the powder you put in. Wow. It's a peel. I'm not. I don't. I'm not trying to steer you in that direction as a sort of young, up and coming, like you know, on the make actress, you know. But I may as well be your your pusher, your instant pusher. So you just got back from a, what a month away. Uh yeah, three weeks. Three weeks, almost a month. So what? How yeah. was it? What, it like, was amazing. Did you hear when we wished you well and said we'd never see you again when Kobe was on? No, I didn't get to listen ah. to that one. I like bare. I had like internet on my like really really shitty phone. Yeah. Um. So I single pretty girl going to Guatemala. <laughs> see you later. Yeah, I made nice it. I didn't you. die. So what was what was what was like the? I know it's so hard when you're traveling and you were just watching a bit of the clip. I'm sure you could relate. Like you had to be there. We weren't. Yeah. But what are some highlights, good or bad? I mean... Well, one of the things is that it, <laughs> I I had all these like expectations of what it was like to be there. And then you realize once you're there that like nothing is ever the way that you think it's going to be. So where the expectations come from? Um, Even like based on like things that I had read or like things that people had told me about how like dangerous it was right. to travel as a female alone. And then I got there and I like had no problem. Like zero in three weeks. No. That's I, awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there was anything. There was definitely like times where, because I don't speak Spanish and right. I took um, uh, like a chicken bus, which is like a local bus. <laughs> it's basically like an old American school bus that they've like deemed like too unsafe for North America. So they like ship them off to like Central America and like paint them off. Like a subway cart with an engine in it. Yes. (laughs) Um, And they're like the drivers are just known as like being super like fast and crazy and um, like they get robbed a lot. And so I was a little nervous to take a chicken bus. Um, but then I got to the bus station and I don't speak Spanish. So I just kept on being like, Pena Heschel, Pena Heschel. And is, is anyone going there? Um, and like made my way onto this bus. Now, when you're down there, you're standing yeah. there and you're, you're like going, does anyone go on this way? <laughs> what are you feeling in terms of like, so you're going down there and yeah. you've heard it's dangerous. You've heard, you know, single mm-hmm. girl traveling alone. Are you are you even noticed? Does anyone give a shit you're there at all? Uh, not really. No, that's the thing like, I always find when like I'm traveling. Blend in is, and yeah, no so one many really gives travelers. a shit. Yeah. it's like, oh wow, I kind of got to make my own trip out of this yeah. because I'm just here and they're yeah. there living their life. Yeah, exactly. I, don't I know it's so like egotistical. Toronto. Like totally. <laughs> um, yeah, but so I made it on this bus and. Um, I thought that there was like a direct bus, but there wasn't at the time that I was trying right. to get one. So I get on this bus and I hear that I'm supposed to transfer, but I'm not like really entirely sure like where I'm supposed to transfer. Mm-hmm. And um, 
and like it's just like on i was up in like the highlands of guatemala and it's just like Uh like ripping down this mountain and like so fast and so crazy um and i like realize that i don't remember the name of like the place that i'm supposed to transfer so i'm just kind of like okay well like something's gonna happen that so i'll just get off maybe when i think i should get off or like i'll hear it and but i'm sitting there and i'm realizing that like it ended up working out totally fine and like fear is just not having the information yes and then all you can do is just sit there until you have the information and then I you get the information you, and it's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and, and also <laughs> you talked about like reading beforehand and stuff. Like mm. sometimes the information isn't helpful anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like fear is having the information mm-hmm. uh, and thinking that that's going to give me control. Yeah. Because my fear comes from my fear that I'll, ha- I'll be out of control. Yeah. And it's like, totally. well, who gives a shit? Yeah. Usually when I'm out of control... Uh, I don't mean crazy. I just mean mm-hmm. like not sure what's next. Yeah. It goes that way was... better than I could have hoped. Yeah. I, rarely doesn't it. Yeah. So let me ask you this. W- w- you know, you, you just worked on this series and, and we'll talk about the film you booked in a sec. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you go? Were you looking for something or did you just want to go on a trip? Um, I've always wanted to travel. It's been something that I've been thinking about for like a few years now. And... Um, <laughs> So I, (laughs) it's so stupid. I, when I was like a child and responsible with money, unlike now, I like. (laughs) Like how old were you when you were responsible with money? I like, I worked, like I babysat every day and like I would be in plays and make money. And um, so I had these like paychecks and it was really my father that was responsible with money. He would like, we would put them into these like. I had no idea. You were a kid actor. Yeah. Yeah. I did theater. In what city? In my hometown, Kitchener Waterloo. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, so I did like at, a like, play the or the two and stuff. Um, I think I did a couple. It was mostly just like little theaters and wow, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so you had um, an income. I had an income from a young age, so I put it into these like long term saving mm-hmm. things, and um, I would set them so they would mature like when I um, graduated <laughs> I college need to talk or like to you after when this to, about like, my. <laughs> RSP. Well, it's my bank account right now is very, very different story. Um, Yeah, so I never look at my bank account where my loan is from because it's a different bank account, and I don't look at it because I just have my monthly payments like come out of my bank account. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like really stressed out about money during Christmas. Okay, so I decided to like look at that account and see exactly how much I owed and blah 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 and. I'm like a control freak, so I was like, I'll feel better when I see every number and do all of the mathematical sure, equations. Sure, it's that information and, for your thing again. Yeah, and um, and then I was like, hey, what's that number? And I realized that I had one more of these like long-term saving deposit that, things that had just matured, and I forgot about it because like if it's locked away, then that's the best. Yeah, so like I owed my parents all of that money, and they were lovely enough to let me go traveling with it. Instead. I love that. Yeah, so I was planning on. Actually, I love that you had the money and yeah. that they forgave your dad. I know that was silly. <laughs> well, they didn't forgive it. Like I was still gonna pay it eventually, but they just said go now. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I think it's a great really idea. I mean, nice I traveled when I was younger too, and mm-hmm. uh, it's harder it's harder i mean for me it's harder to travel now than it used to be yeah so you kind of went for fun but was there like you could have done anything with that money yeah well i uh i was just getting like (laughs) it's not my thing it's not your thing (laughs) (laughs) a watch yeah that was the other option actually yeah Um, (laughs) 
Yeah, I I was feeling just like so stuck in Toronto and so let's like, talk about that because I'm hating the this winter. Shit. Hating the winter. Right. So inactive and so lazy and like so stuck in patterns. Is it because of the weather? Is it because of like just the city and the turn of the week? Because I know that Emily and I talk about this a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, I told you earlier, like I woke up anxious today. Yeah. I There's nothing wrong. I got work on the table. I just had money come in. It's fucking sunny out and I'm so tuning up the motorbike, today. taking you for a ride after. Yes. Have you been on a lot of motorbikes? I have never been on a motorbike. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We're literally going to pop your I've been on fucking a golf cart. Is it motorbike. similar or uh, <laughs> Cherry, um, sweet, sweet. That's, that's I, I woo you with the coffee and then I go right for the kill. Um, it's not similar to a golf cart, no, unless you're one of the jackass guys. Okay. Um, but and I wake up anxious, you know what yeah. I mean? And sometimes travel is a great way to shake up the perspective, mm-hmm. or was it just actually that you hate the cold intensely? I think the I think the cold just like amplifies all. All of your like negative feelings right. in the winter, right. because um, I was feeling just really um, restless and really anxious before I left, and things what? were like starting. Things are starting to like go well in my career, and like yeah. within that, there is all this like unsettledness. I that get comes. it. So it's let's so talk weird. about this because yeah. you've written in with some questions for yeah. Christian Brune. I can't remember if you asked Atticus. I know you asked me once. Um, you know, like when things are going your way, mm-hmm. but you've still got that hollow feeling. Yeah. So you've asked about that. And, you know, we gave answers in other podcasts. I know the second one we did with Christian, if anybody's listening and wants to look it up, we talked about that. Um, hey, Christian. The answers, hey, Christian. The answers are, you know, there's no one answer, but yeah. it's also like, I don't know, just keep going, you know, yeah. keep going. Um, what's your answer? What's your answer? Well, I did not have one before I left for vacation and I don't think I I do now but to kind of like preface this um yeah I've been I was feeling a bit like within the past like six months to a year things have been going like really really well right. for me like to the point of like I am like oh I really want like a house on like that one street it's so nice sure. and then all of a sudden like a house pops up right. that's available on the street yeah and like things with my career are going well and um yeah like personally and everything things are well great, and I talk a then... lot on this podcast about uh, not quite faith but it all comes down to faith mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be religious or anything but in my experience when that's happening it's when I'm doing the right things do you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. not swimming upstream, I'm swimming downstream. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I wish I, and then blah, blah, blah appears. Yeah. And to me, it's the opposite of that bullshit manifesting, which is I'm working my ass off. And, you yeah. know, we talked about this and I've talked about you on this podcast as someone who I admire for how hard you work and yes. how um, just simply dedicated you are. You don't say it, you do it. Or if you're saying it, it's about what you're doing. Yeah. It's not what you hope to do. Yeah. Or, oh, this year I'd like to. It's like, no, I'm in this class, I'm in this class, I'm doing this workout, so I'm biking everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. I think that's why the yeses are not those bullshit manifestations, yeah. but they're actual, you're doing the right things, it's working, you're young, so without it being like Spielberg hiring you out of the blue, it's a foundational thing, yeah. but it's working and yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, so it's cool, but then at the same time, yes, um, 
I'm realizing that like getting the things you want doesn't necessarily make you like happier. sister. (laughs) And it's like really devastating to realize that. It sucks. Because you always like, and I feel like so many people have this mentality, myself included, where you go, ah, like when I achieve X, like that's when I'm going to feel satisfied. Oh, I said this to Emily the other day. I said, uh, my, I, I I can't find the text right away, but it was exactly this. I said, my only uh, focus in life right now, like seriously, my only focus, yes, I'm promoting all the stuff I'm doing and we're doing this, but the actual underneath it all is I no longer want to function on the when I get X, yeah. I'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, and there's a thing called A Course in Miracles and Marianne Williamson talks about this kind of thing, which is our only mistake is forgetting that we're not perfect, uh, Period. You know what I mean? And then that creates all our ills is that I got to kill that fucking guy in the country next to me who has a different religion (laughs) because then I'll be okay. Yeah. It's like, what? Or I got to get the part and then I'll be okay. It's like happiness is a way of traveling, not a destination. And you're finding this out early. Yeah. And those things are so fleeting. Like it feels so great for a second. And then you come down from that high and you're like, oh, wait, all of my insecurities are still present. Oh, so I booked my first TV show in Canada. Yeah. I'm a lead on it. And the whole time I'm doing theater, I'm like, this is pretty good, but I need to be on a TV show. Then I'm like, okay, well, this doesn't feel as good as I thought it would. Oh, because I need it to be an American show and pay more money. Yeah. Then I booked that show. And then I'm like, oh, well, it's not major network. Yeah. And I should be There's in LA. always something. Then I book a major network show in LA. And guess what? I'm less happy. Yeah. It's it's yeah. people, places, and things, right? Yeah. They, well, that's the thing is that like, um, I like I'm pretty focused on my career, yeah. And um, I that was another reason I wanted to go traveling. I was like, I <laughs> I meet these like amazing people that yes. have so much to talk about that isn't related to uh. acting, <laughs> and I'm so like like in awe of of like being around people like that and. Uh, I want to be able to talk about things that aren't just about acting yeah. and um, as like exciting as that is for me and like having a good conversation about anything related to the business is always like Well, we so always say in our karate club, like you don't work at a cookie dough factory and go home and eat chocolate chip cookies all night. Yeah. <laughs> you, you need a break. Yeah. Especially when it's our job. And that's the weird thing. And you know, uh, you know, we were talking before the we started recording about the idea of gratitude. And I mean, here we are, you know, we're in my nice living room yeah. and you're working on stuff, I'm working on stuff. And it's not about being ungrateful. You're allowed to fucking work as a professor, an executive, or an actor and be like, yeah, but I don't like this aspect of it, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing for me is that the, uh, you know, sometimes the time off is wonderful. Sometimes the time off between jobs is the utter curse of what we're doing, yeah. you know? Um, so you go traveling and mm-hmm. then did did you get like a perspective or a thing? Or I did. I don't think I can, like, I didn't have some like crazy moment where I was like oh it all wraps up into the like one of everything phrase didn't of appear like, you yeah. in the stars. I'm not gonna like it's go read a, a book. unified <laughs> theorem all of a sudden yeah I don't know like I I had a lot of um really awesome experiences and really um difficult experiences too um what was hard so <laughs> so I didn't have anything planned or like set in stone right. I sort of had like a vague idea of like where I wanted to go Um, but I had one thing in the middle and that was a yoga retreat and it was like four days and it was like up in a mountain, you like hike up to it and I, you know, all of their Instagram photos were like amazing about it. And, uh, 
So I was so excited for that part of my trip. Right. And that is the part of the trip that was the most difficult for me, which I think is hilarious. Was it because it was a letdown or because the yoja was hard? Um, we say yoja. You, right, so <laughs> that's how we say it. On again. chatting between takes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's because I was, expe- yeah, like a culmination of that. Like I was expecting the yoga to be very um, like vinyasa and like very um, challenging. And it ended up like being a very relaxed like hatha class right. most of the time and like we were up at 6 a.m to meditate from 6 till 7 and then do an hour yoga class from 7 until 8 30 and then have breakfast and um i find meditation the oh. most ridiculously frustrating yes. and angering okay this thing. is why you keep asking this Holy question shit. and this is why i can't answer it i was talking to my karate teacher the other day and i was like i'd rather not on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like while we're fighting, be punched in the face ten times in a half hour by him, uh, then sit still yep. for that half hour. And yep. they did a study where guys would rather be shocked in the testicles. And by the way, uh, making a really crazy face right now. Yeah, no <laughs> they can actually shock themselves. And uh, guys will do it more than women, but women will do it too. I don't know if it's on their like whatever yeah. genitals or. Or tits or whatever, but can we say tits on chatting between takes? I'm not sure what is attached to on the women. But the point is, is that people are more apt to shock themselves, not just once out of curiosity, like every five minutes, because the eh is actually more pleasurable, even though it's technically pain, than sitting still. Wow, that like is crazy to hear, but does not surprise me. I had such a difficult time with it, and... Um, like my brother has done Vipassana sits, which are like 10 day silent meditation right. things, like, which to me is like insane. Yes. Um, but he's found like so much, like um, he really, really connects to that. I do not. Um, but I think it's something that I need to learn how to do because um, I, for the first week and a half of traveling was like going, going, going and like spending a day in a place and then like traveling again to go somewhere else and um and then all of a sudden I just had to sit still and it was so difficult because here I have a million different things at my fingertips at any given moment yep. to distract myself from my feelings mm-hmm. and yes and yes. I do that yes and then to just like sit still yeah there's nothing you can't be I like. Oh, I'm just work. gonna like go to my phone to. I know have you've worked away. with David Sutcliffe, and yes, uh, he, I love I when love he tweets. Uh, forget the story. What do you feel? Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I remind myself of this every couple of days, David. Thank you for that. It's brilliant. It's it's very much what Eckhart Tolle talks about, which is forget the story we keep telling ourselves of ourselves. What's actual? What is a play? What yeah. is a whatever? And uh, it's brilliant mm-hmm. because when I'm like, I'm so fucking frustrated because I didn't book the part. Just take away that I didn't book the part. And just I'm go, so fucking I'm frustrated. And then just like, be frustrated. Be frustrated, which is really hard to do sometimes. It's so hard because I want to. It's really easy to make excuses like, uh, why you're feeling blame. Away. Yeah. You know, oh, I, yeah, I want to be a victim mm-hmm. and I want to blame <laughs> and I want to feel universally oppressed <laughs> so then I can be a victor. And I think that yeah. psychology, which obviously you don't <laughs> not relate to by your smile <laughs> and your laughter, I think that psychology, oh, you know, it gives us energy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't. You know, Emily and I was talking about this and Atticus and I were talking about this. Like, I want some juice in the morning. 
I want a reason to get up out of it. I didn't make Bar and Wedding because I wasn't frustrated with yeah. my career. I made it because I was. Yeah. Um, so there is a motivator there. Yeah. But I also want it to be not so debilitating that I basically can't then chill the fuck out and enjoy yeah. the spoils, kind of what we're talking about. Let's talk about that. So, Carmela, <laughs> yeah. you book a web the series. I remember we talked about this when yeah. you were, um, Elise and I met through initially headshot retouching and then an acting yeah. class I teach. And did you think it was going to go this well? Did you have any inkling? I, I mean, it's with like a really great team yeah. uh, that made it. So I kind of thought that maybe it would get like a few thousand views or something. And... It just, uh, all the 36 episodes just hit uh, 11 million? 11 million views. That is incredible. The show's fantastic. Thanks. And you got to watch this. I mean, it's it's so charming, and Elise, you're ridiculously good on it. Thank you. So I'm not surprised, but... You just can't predict online what's going to... Yeah. I have no idea what's going to tweet chords with 11 million other yeah. people. Yeah. Or, or that many divided by the episodes. Like, yeah. You know. Um, so you you have fans. You have like a crazy amount of Twitter followers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got... Does it... I don't know what you got paid, but I do know that a webisode is not going to set you up the way that successful a TV show or film would. Totally. Do you ever feel that disparity? Absolutely. It's right? so funny. Like something amazing can come into your lap and you can still be like exactly what you were talking about before. You're like, but it's not on a network, but yeah. it's not on this. And um, that's something that I'm, that sort of came into perspective in while traveling is that I'm like, I, there's so many stories that I tell myself of like why, uh, why I'm not good enough, why I'm right. not talented enough right. or whatever, like all these crazy things that you say. Um, and I'm trying to just like actually look at my life and be like, accept like the good of it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really amazing that I have this. Um, and that's sort of like the question that I asked you and Christian. I was like... Um, because you can also become, like, complacent then. Like, something good can fall into your lap and you can go, oh, well, like, everything will just work itself out then. Right. And that's another thing that I was struggling with as well. Um, I, I was just, like, okay, like, things are going well, so then they'll just keep on going well, right? But you have to keep working for it. You have to keep working for it entirely. Even, um, like, everybody has to keep working for it. That's the Every, thing. Is yeah, that totally. Some, like, the cast of Friends could all choose not to keep working but they're not going to keep working then. Like they'll get the residuals and they've probably stored enough money in real estate and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if they want to be current and working and in interesting projects, they have to keep, keep, yeah. keep going at it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing for me, I don't know that, that you're, you're here yet, just in terms of um, yeah. the last two years, is sometimes it sucks. Like I literally <laughs> in the last two weeks have read reviews of two different films I was a lead in mm-hmm. and one basically says that I drive the film with my fiery brilliant energy and I ride the finest yeah. razor of blah 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 and the other one says it's a one-dimensional performance that you can barely hear because the yeah. tech on the film and I'm, I did the same thing for both. Not really but yes. Yeah. Like I gave the same amount. I cared the same amount and I risked the same amount. And that to me is the work. That to me yeah. is our work is to keep risking. Yeah. Um, which is, by the way, I'm so fucking nervous about Barn Wedding. I haven't talked about this I'm aspect so of it. I'm so excited about I it. I know. I showed you a clip. So, <laughs> oh, it looks um, so good. 
you know, but but for me, what I'm so nervous about, and it only, I think that's part of my anxiety this morning, is that yesterday I was still glowing from the trailer. And if, oh, if, if you're listening yeah. and you haven't looked, go type in Barn Wedding Trailer. Uh, you know, if you're a listener, you've probably heard about it because I've been posting nonstop. But the trailer's genius and Cat Weber nailed it and we, you know... But now people just have to see the movie. Like there's no more step Mm -hmm. between trailer and there was always something to do before people would see the movie. Now there's nothing. There's just two weeks and people, or two and a half. Yeah. Ah, that means I've actually risked something. But isn't it crazy that like yesterday your feelings about it were like completely different. Completely different. And that's the crazy thing is that um, it's like... Everything's so in flux all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, especially with like praise and everything, like if you, or critique, um, if you put so much stock in that, then uh, then it's going to like, uh, if you put so much stock in that, you're going to like ride those waves. Yes. And yes. instead of like just being okay like with well for me it's you know it goes back to the very thing we were talking about which is the avoidance of the feeling so uh, I wake up today I've just got that human thing called anxiety (laughs) and instead of just sitting in it Mm -hmm. i.e. meditating uh, I want to go online and validate myself through an external egoic version of myself which I know it's so easy to do that I I began doing it I remember when I was on General Hospital I'd read the fan boards now and then and then I got hooked on them so one person would be like, oh, he's brilliant. The next person would be like, oh, I think he's gay. They're not saying that's good or bad, but yeah. now I'm like, really? And then the next person's like, he's balding. And I'm starting <laughs> to look at fucking hair care products. Yeah. And I'm not doing it consciously. Yeah. It's insidious. Yeah. Because the very me that's online looking at what people think of me is not the healthy me. It's so true. The yeah. healthy me might notice it if it's up on the screen, but isn't seeking it out. Yeah. The unhealthy me, i.e. the fill me, validate me, yeah. then gets filled with all this stuff that's, I don't know, how easy is it for someone to type anything online? Yeah, I know? know. It's so, yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. Um, how do you find your relationship with your fans that way? You've got a shit ton of them. I, yeah, I do. It's crazy. Um, I think I, I was, I'm struggling with that a little bit um, in terms, well, when it first kind of started like exploding and getting really popular, it was like kind of an overnight thing where all of a sudden like I got a Twitter account and I was being like thrown all this um praise my way yeah and a lot of the praise was about um you know like where it's like she's very like cute and very beautiful and um very nice and very sweet and um and these are things that are true and these are things that are a huge part of me that represent me um but I started having these different reactions to her I was like well, maybe now, like I can never show the other parts of right. me because right. and then this is something I won't we talked about in class so anymore. much, right? Yeah, and um, I think that's really dangerous because um, uh, there are so many like parts to one person, and yes, uh, to deny and I any 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 part of yourself is not a good thing. <laughs> Hold on, we got a little glitch here, sound wise. Yeah. Let me. Uh... Yeah, say that last bit again, just in case it got buzzed mm-hmm. out, to deny the part of yourself. To deny, yeah, it, to deny any part of yourself, um, I don't think it's healthy. I think it's important to like have a relationship with the good and the bad parts of right. yourself. Well, and that's what's interesting with them. that kind of egoic version of ourselves, which is that 
you're not ever denying that part of yourself or we aren't mm-hmm. uh, unless the role doesn't ask for it. And yeah. then knowing that that's not me, that's me in that role. Yeah. So for example, the one thing, the Kept Women, uh, Kept Woman, the film I did, which which was really well received and I got a lot of wonderful compliments for it online and all that stuff and, you know, a bunch of new Twitter followers and I love that stuff. Like I appreciate it and respond to it all. Um I'm playing a fucking crazy guy who's <laughs> who's keeping women locked in his basement. Yeah. Now, I identify with me on a scene-to-scene basis because it is me, mm-hmm. but the story isn't. Isn't your story. I'm not yeah. doing that stuff, but I can kiss a woman's neck. Now, when you add the scene before where I'm making her do it yeah. and the scene after where she's weeping... Uh, though that threesome isn't me but me just kissing a girl's neck and then when you take it out of context you wouldn't even know it's from a crazy guy Mm -hmm. now that you and I talked about that that's what I basically like teach believe do as an actor and I think it's what makes for interesting and compelling work yeah I agree but then the trap is forgetting that later when people start going wow he's real fucking dick (laughs) or wow he's creepy as shit and it's like uh, for me the one thing with this film that I was lucky enough is that it was enough time passed that I had no relationship to the feeling of shooting it, if you know what I mean. Like if I shoot something and then it's out a week later and people are like, wow, what a jerk. Yeah. I'm still probably a bit um, soft and like haven't put that away yet. Yeah, totally. Whereas this film I shot long enough ago and enough's happened since you that... You kind of forget, yeah. And and again, I mean, uh, I've seen myself enough on film that I don't, I don't even recognize myself as me because I don't think about it that way. It's so weird. I still can't get over actually like watching yourself doing something else (laughs) and being like, it's me, but it's also not me and I'm confused. Oh, (laughs) dude, I had something where I asked Jake Gyllenhaal a question at the Toronto (laughs) Film Festival uh, as part of the industry conference. And then there was a video of it and Drew Nelson, hey Drew, tagged me in it uh, and you're like, that's what I look like? That's what it, I yes. sound like? Yes, especially because yeah. it was a long lens. I didn't know it was being filmed. So it's probably the most uh, genuine I've been on camera in probably my life. Yeah. And I, A, liked the guy. B, my hairline is receding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I was like, wow. So someone across the room, that's what they see. I had no relationship to that guy. Yeah. It, because I've never seen myself from that distance. Mm-hmm just being mean mm-hmm. um it's it's a and even acting i mean uh as much as we try and be reactive and in the moment we're it's it's still me so, yeah. doing and mm-hmm. i remember doing that whereas yeah. that thing i'm like i don't even remember really mm-hmm. you know those those yeah. words in that question that's been like an interesting thing for me in my exper- experience of like kind of getting more out there or whatever. yeah um is that there's a lot more stuff of me on film right now. Right. <laughs> and um, for whatever reason, I've actually found that quite freeing because I have no control over how people are going to see me or how, like, as much exactly. as I love to think that I do have yes. control over that. Um, and so in a certain way, like, having a bunch of people, like, favorite something on Instagram... For whatever reason, oh. it's like um, like I tweeted a photo of like me in Guatemala, like not wearing any makeup. I would have never ever done that like three years ago. Right. And for whatever reason, I'm like, it's almost better now to just like have well, people. Be so like, you know. I, this is again one of my little rants is you know, um, especially because of my photography, I'll follow like tons of photographers and then they'll post a hot chick and I'll just follow the chick and then it'll give three suggestions and I'll follow the three more chicks and then I don't know who they are yeah like I just followed 
10 extra people. And then I'll get a feed and I'm not really into bikini model chicks. It's not my thing. So I'm like, who, who, who's this? Why am I following her? So I'll start scrolling through. And every single one of these girls, when they start their Instagram account, if you go to the beginning, yeah. and I, I, I mean, for me, it's the women thing because I don't know, again, not being into the bikini thing. I'm like, where did this start for this girl? It starts out with a photo of their cat, with them and their sister, <laughs> with them and their boyfriend. Yeah. And then they post the photo of them in uh, fucking Cabo yeah. in a bikini and they get 400 likes instead of 40. Yeah. Now a week later, not three weeks later, there's another bikini photo. Within a month, there's nothing but bikini photos. Yeah. And you're like, you're, sad, you're an Instagram so bikini star. Well, for me, it's not sad that, yeah, it's sad that. That person's gone now. Mm -hmm. Like the personality of who that girl was is obliterated. And again, as much as I like hot chicks, unfollow because there's no person there. Yeah. I'm getting a product. Yeah. You know, I'm getting that person's desire to be liked more. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not begrudging them because I can fucking relate. And I always say to Emily, I'm like, yeah. I do not for the life of me get likes on Instagram. I'll post something that I think's uh, innocuous and get three times as many likes as when I'm posting what I think is going to be the hit yeah. photo, you know? <laughs> it's totally bizarre. And even this this kept woman one I did where I'm playing this guy, yeah. I got a lot of like, wow, he's really hot. And more than when I'm playing the hot guy. Yeah. Now, part of it is that I'm a shitty actor. So when I'm playing the hot guy, I'm being <laughs> oh, so cheesy <laughs> that I'm the cheesy guy. <laughs> but when I'm playing the crazy guy, I'm just doing my thing. Um, hey, questions, by the way. Ooh. So let's start with Shayna Silverbear. Oh, she has a question. Shay, Shay, let me come on down here. Shayna wants to know. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Great question. Because um, it's kind of what we're talking about. How is it dealing with fans who can't differentiate between character and the real person? Yeah. Um, first of all, hi, Shayna. Um, Shayna's like Shana. one of my best friends ever. And a phenomenal actress as well. Oh my God, right? Um, how is that? Um, yeah, it's... I mean, I, I wouldn't say like generally like ev I, all the fans aren't able to like distinguish between me and Laura, but like the character that I play on Carmilla is like very similar in a lot of ways mm -hmm. to me. Like, and that's something that I've had to like accept is that like there are like... There are things that are very, very similar. And, um, but there are also, but that's like one aspect of me. And there are also so many other things. And uh, it can, I think at first it was a little frustrating because I was like, oh, like, um, I don't know. It, it made me feel like um, maybe, um, hmm, this is a hard, this is difficult. Well, <laughs> I don't want to interrupt yeah. your train of thought, yeah. but what's interesting to me is it seems like you're answering your reaction yeah. to um, not being able to differentiate between the character and the real person, mm -hmm. and that that's you, you've projected that onto the fans. I think that's very accurate, John. <laughs> fucking, we get deep over here on Chatting Between Takes. <laughs> Shit gets deep fast. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's strange seeing yourself... Um, I don't know. Can we? We can. We can come yeah. back to this. We can talk about it later. You know, cool. it's um, yeah. There's that thing for me where the uh, it, it it the fans are just other people. It's like someone in high school going, "Hey, nice shirt, brother." Mm -hmm. Uh, I put thought into the shirt. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling about the shirt. They're just going, "Nice shirt, brother," and then they're on to the next thing. Yeah. 
Uh, and it's how I take it. And if one day I'm feeling insecure and I've been picked on, my re- response is like, well, fuck you. <laughs> uh, I wore, you know, and, yeah. and uh, or the next day it's like, oh my God, thank you. Or the next day I, don't, I might not even hear it, yeah. you know. Have you had any fans who you feel truly can't differ? Like here's, a, I, I got hired on General Hospital and before I'd shot a single day of it, and again, the the internet was less prevalent in my life at this point. No social networking, you know, Friendster, I don't even think was up and running or if it was, whatever. Like this is how long ago it was. And which no, not long ago, it's how quickly we've accelerated. I go to the mall that day, like the day I got the job, maybe the day after. And this woman comes up to me and she goes, don't you be thinking you'd be taking my Carly away from my sonny? Mm-mm. And I looked at her and said, I'm sorry, I think you have me confused with something else. She goes, you Stephen Lars Weber? And I said, uh, I'm, about, I'm about to be. She goes, mm-hmm, and walks off and looks back and gives me like a lovely smile and goes, don't be taking my colleague from Sunny. She knew because she'd read somewhere that I got cast and I didn't even know the characters she was talking about yet. Yeah, wow. Um, so that woman saw me in a mall and just went, that's Stephen Lars Weber and I'm going to tell him what I don't want him to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was fucking, like, it was awesome. I've yeah. always wanted that level of <laughs> look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, the Olivier thing. Yeah. Uh, but it was freaky. I don't know yeah. if that woman could actually differentiate. I'm sure she could. She yeah. didn't seem crazy to me. She seemed yeah. like a fan. Yeah. Um, who was invested. And similar to with your show, you know, soaps play not once a week, but every day. Yeah. And it's a different kind of intimacy when you're mm-hmm. there daily, weekly, you know, or a film where there's yeah. more of a distance between me and Matt Damon than there is between me and Jerry Seinfeld. And yeah. then even online, I really feel like True. I know the person. Yeah. And it's yeah. easy to, because um, things are so like interactive these days, it's so easy to get like so invested in things. Yeah. Because you feel like uh, you have more of like a relationship with well, totally. people involved. Um, yeah, I think for me, like... Um, I definitely have like, I have some frustrations where I'm like, I I want people to like see me a certain way. I think yeah. we all yeah. have that. And then... Um, well, let, let, go ahead. Yeah. No, no. I want to well, hear what you're saying. What, what would you like them to see? What is it that... That's a really good question. What is it that you're like, if only... Like, for example, yeah. I always want people to see that I'm funnier. Yeah. Because I've done a lot of drama. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be like, yeah, but I think I'm funnier than that. Yeah, so, you talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm hoping that that gets out more. So mm-hmm. my thing would be, and I get to, you know, audition for comedy on Thursday and hopefully whatever. But I that's my goal. Like, my dream role is a comedy. Yeah. It's not a drama. Yeah. Um. What, but but not even in terms of dream role, but what, what what part of you aren't they seeing, let's say, in that yeah. role? Yeah, I think maybe that's also partly it, is that I don't fully know. Yeah. And, like, I, I fully haven't, like, fully, like, explored everything that's in me. And So um, you want, again, you want you to see yeah, that part of you. Totally that's totally it, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And, by the way, I love it for real. Like, it's easy for me to be glib or clever about it, but... You're going and traveling. You're taking these classes. Yeah. You're putting your money where your mouth is. And maybe there's an answer, maybe there isn't. Mm-hmm. But you're getting to know you. Yeah. And that's it. Is that You're striving for it. We always like look for like that one quick answer that's going to like right. feel really great in the moment. But it's not that. Like it's it's a constant, constant exploration. And it's constant. like you always have to, like with traveling and with, um, riding my bike like I'm I'm doing things that I love and I'm like figuring out what I love um, but it's not 
like black or white. And you so, are one of yeah. my favorite fucking bikers <laughs> in the world. You're my second favorite. My first is my brother, although Earl Saunders has been laying off his commuting this winter. So you might actually be my so favorite. I feel so guilty. I have a, I bought you, a Metro You bought a Metro Pass. Jesus, this, this is like sacrilege. I know. So let's talk about this because you bike fucking everywhere in Toronto. Yeah, what I do. What are your comments? What, what do you see out there? Because you know, if you've listened to two seconds of this, I've ranted about traffic almost every podcast. <laughs> That's as a driver yeah. and I do have bike opinions but I don't commute enough to have a real yeah. dog in that fight yeah what would you change what do you like about biking in I Toronto love biking so much it's the best right <laughs> the greatest feeling yeah. because you feel like so powerful when you bike anywhere it's brilliant um and also, I get places way, way faster. You can bike across the city so much quicker than you can transit yeah. or drive. Yeah. When I started biking, I feel like my relationship with the city changed completely because yeah. I went to places that I had never gone to or had gone to like maybe once or twice. Like the lake. We have a lake yeah. in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if people realize that or not because nobody actually goes there. Uh, <laughs> but like... Oh, yeah. And my brother and I always talk about this because he's A, a biker mm-hmm. and B, uh, we both love water, grew up on it, going yeah. to camp and stuff. Everybody says the gardener cuts us off from the lake, but no. Like, yeah. you, you know, you go to Roncesvalles, yeah. you can go down to the water like yeah. that. So quick. Uh, it's fucking easy. You cross yeah. a bridge. Like, you can see it. To get there by TTC is difficult. Right. But if that makes you sense. bike there, then it's then so it's easy. accessible. Um, I spent so much time biking along the water this summer. I loved it. Now, I have wiped out on my bike in the middle of oh, winter, yeah. going down Bathurst, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I've never been hit by a car. I have. Um, you have? Yeah. So, I mean, I personally don't actually have a lot of beef with commuting in this city on my bike. Um, I've had a couple, like, dumb moments where you or other people m- other people okay. also probably me if we're being honest well um, <laughs> i mean there's it takes two to tango and then there's you're on a bike and a fucking car cuts you off or opens its door yeah, yeah. you know i have not been doored yet yeah. i'm waiting for the fucking day door prize yeah. um <laughs> door prize yeah, I was hit by a car once because oh, I was trying to turn onto Dovercourt and I was like on a little side street and I guess she just didn't see me and I was stopped and she rammed into my back yeah. wheel. And I was so in shock that I didn't get her license plate and I was like, well, I, I think I'm okay. I think my bike's okay. So I got her telephone number Yep. Um, and then tried to ride away and my back wheel was like busted. Yeah. So I like carried my bike with me to the shop. She tacoed your shit. <laughs> it was $140 to replace my back wheel. Uh, I called her and she had given me a fake phone number. Of course she gave you a fake phone number. Yeah. I hate that shit. I know. I hate that. I, I, again, I won't go into the whole story, but I've been scammed by people and you're like, what? Like, yeah, why? Well, what well, possesses someone to do that? Yeah, I guess. Other than I mean, that, I've had no... I've not had no real trouble, like, um, Emily Coots. Hey, Emily. Emily Coots. Elise Bauman. That's me. If you could have three houses anywhere in the world, oh my gosh. where would you put them? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Whoa. You like this question. Three houses. So three I have houses. to, like, go back there. You get to, Yeah, you get to live there whenever. Well, I'm going to first, Your houses. firstly say this. I would put them in places... Um, I don't know where yet, but I would rent them out all year because at this point in my life, I don't ever want to like return to the same place. Right. I want to like 
So this is the five-year-old who's making money and investing it. (laughs) Yes. Your, like, dream question is, like, yeah, I'd like to, okay, (laughs) again, (laughs) this is why you Um, have money for trips. Oh, my gosh. Um... I really want to go to like Southeast Asia at some okay. point. So um, go there or have a house in Southeast Asia? Well, I don't know because I haven't been there yet. So maybe I'd hate it. I have no idea. Okay. But so, if I have a property there, then I'll have an income. So I'm and then gonna, I can I'm, I'm, I'm going ins- to be the like work on the fly guy here. <laughs> and let's subtract that you have to have a house. Okay. So not, none of this involves permanency because mm-hmm. you don't know what that's going to be yeah. for you. You don't know what that looks like and you don't want it yet. What next three places do you want to travel to? Um, I would love to go to Iceland. Ooh, me too. Um, I don't know if I drink enough to go to Iceland. Oh, given really? that I don't drink, I don't I hear. Like I just hear drink. it's fun. Like you yeah. sit in fucking springs or like yeah. ice mm-hmm. things and do shooters. That sounds great. It kind of does sound great. I mean, I. <laughs> Yeah. Iceland. Um, <laughs> I Googled a lot of places before I left. What I did, I didn't actually know that I was going to Guatemala first. I literally went on Kayak Explore and just found like the cheapest flights anywhere in the world, which is the most amazing website ever. Um, but I Googled a lot. Shut like up. I would love to do um, a lot of hiking, like mm-hmm. um, outdoor stuff is mm-hmm. definitely my thing. Okay. There is a, a place in Hawaii. I cannot pronounce any of the names of the places in Hawaii. No Spanish can't pronounce Hawaiian. <laughs> Baby, you got to fucking step this shit up. If you're going to travel. I know. Well, my next goal is to learn Spanish. Um, yeah. So there's um, some really beautiful like natural places in Hawaii that would be amazing. So you got Hawaii. And Thailand. Thailand, Thailand for sure. Yes. And Iceland. Those would be. Nice. Yeah. I did a trek through the Himalayas. You'd like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Through Bhutan. Yeah. Where they measure mm-hmm. gross national happiness. Mm. Yeah. What? <laughs> you know that they don't worry about gross domestic product. Bhutan measures happiness. Like the kingdom of Bhutan cares more about your happiness Whoa. than it's like you know I changed my mind that's where I want to go uh, you'd love it based on everything you're saying I'm not saying you want it more than Thailand yeah. Hawaii or whatever your third answer was or Peru I really want to go to Peru, Peru. and Chile oh, I want to go yeah you want to travel that's yeah. brilliant um, travel. you know there's that thing a friend once described to me as as like the one thing we do get as actors if, if we're lucky enough is a passport you know what I mean like when yeah. I want to go to the racetrack and people know I'm an actor the fact is they're more inclined to go, hey, let me show you like how my car works. Like, And uh, I, I try to honor that. And by the way, I didn't in my 20s. It sounds like you're starting to, but I just wanted to do drugs. Uh, so <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I didn't go, wow, I can use this to research roles and like even in terms of like actually go to law firms and get shown around, you know, or actually go to hospitals and learn what a doctor really does yeah. uh, as research because people are pretty cool about that shit, you know. Um, an ex-girlfriend of mine was playing an astronaut and like she got to meet with NASA people. What? That's awesome. Show, and she arranged it, but she used her actor passport. That's um, cool. Yeah. It is cool, you know. And of course we have to honor it and you, you can't fuck someone over or anything. But, you know, even a guy like Bradley Cooper with the, with the war story that he just told the Clint Eastwood movie, like he got access to that family, American Sniper. He got, um, you know, he becomes part of something and he gets to take a trip. It's a slightly different trip. It's not the passport to, you know, the visa to Turkey. Yeah, it kind of is, you know, for all the ups and downs we get. Talk about this new movie you just booked. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm so excited. Um, I just booked the lead in a feature film for the first time. Hey, um, yeah, and um, it's with uh, Sarah and Adriana, the mm-hmm. women behind Gay Women Channel on mm-hmm. YouTube. 
Um, and they are you have, playing a gay woman? I am. Yeah. Nice. Um, Hot. Yeah. So they they wrote and directed. This Some film, of my best friends the, are gay women. It's fine. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's about it's they pitch it as like a love story between two best friends, mm-hmm. and like what happens when uh, when one person starts doing better and one person whose life kind of always has gone down a very specific path yeah um things don't work out the way that they thought it would and yeah. they uh and then what happens with a friendship when <laughs> when beautiful story yeah like, important i'm so excited story. such is. an important story and i know like so many of my girlfriends and i have talked about this recently and have had experiences where friendships have ended or um you know i i actually Oh man, one of my really good friends, uh, we were out for lunch a few months ago and she like admitted to me that she was having feelings of jealousy about like my career and yep, stuff. I've had the same. And I was like... And I've had to say it to other people that's too. That's like, fuck, like I was so impressed that she yeah. said that because where the conflict arises is when you're not honest about yes, those things. A hundred percent. Oh By the my way, gosh. I live with a fucking actress. Yeah. Like... She'll book a part (laughs) in in a a major feature film and I'm, let's say, not auditioning for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I can be the older guy. She's a girl. I'm a guy. We're not even reading for the same stuff. And I can be absolutely jealous. It's not a huge thing for me. And near as I can tell with Emily, it's not a huge thing for her. But the problem arises if I go, no, it's fine. Yep. There's there's never been a problem when I go... I'm just feeling a bit de- like I'm so fucking happy for you. Uh, and actually, by the way, way back when, when Emily and I started dating, we'd only been dating a few months or whatever. And she called and literally was like, I'm so fucking bummed about my career. Nothing's flying today, blah, blah, blah. And I was on the set of The Listener. Uh, and I was like, yeah, by the way, I just booked that role of that movie in France and I'm going for four months to shoot it. Yeah. Uh, and I I wanted to wait. But I felt like we couldn't keep talking, honestly. And it was the first time in a relationship where I've ever been willing to say to a girl, like, I hear you. I I support you. Here's what's going on with me. And it's not the same. Yeah. And she dropped her phone. She was so happy for me. Yeah. And in that moment, I knew that we'd be okay professionally. What what's going on with guys? I never ask you about this. Dating anyone? Guys. Dating um, anyone? Or do I'm, you want to stay single I'm for the I'm not dating any any person. No. Meet, I, meet uh, you guys on the trip? No. Really? I, no. I literally wow. I'm like the most single single person in my 20s. And and, and this is by design or you're you're choosy? <laughs> I don't know. So up until a few years ago, I had always like had someone on the go. Okay. On the go meaning like serial meaning monogamist like, or no, working? No, like, um, well, when I was 18, I was in my first relationship and that was like a year and a half and that was like all uh-huh. consuming first love right. crazy stuff. And then, um, and then the heartbreak obviously of that is like the worst pain right. ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then right after that, like I jumped into something for a year um, that was a little more casual and then started dating someone else and then, um, and then I re- and then I was in New York at the time, and uh, and realizing like uh, that I didn't really know how to be alone. Oh God bless you! God and bless you! It's- so I kind of like purposefully decided to just like take time off right. and be single and actually like be single. Yeah. Um. 
and it was really really hard yeah and that's not something it it shouldn't be hard like when you're sitting you know 20 whatever i was um it is it's dating's fucking easy it is it's it's easy i mean you know like emily and i talk about this where i like the fact that it's a choice because she could go out on any given night in Toronto and pick mm-hmm. up a dude. Yeah. So, and 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 I imagine I do just as well with with chicks in bars, and you know, people are going to bars to pick up, and you go there, you're present, you're 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 chill enough, you're gonna do okay. Yeah. So it's a choice, not it's a choice to be with her. It's a choice to be alone. You know, I had a similar thing where before I met Emily, I was single for a year and a half, like didn't date, didn't yeah. fuck anybody, like just yeah, did my thing. Yeah. It was invaluable. Yeah. It's funny. I feel like I'm coming on the flip side of that now because it's been like a few years right. and like I can I've like gone on a couple dates and like had a couple like things. But um, yeah, I feel like <laughs> ironically, like through traveling by myself and realizing like I've done a lot of that work of like uh-huh. I can now like go travel by myself and thrive in that situation yes. and be OK. Um and I love my company. Um, and now I realize, especially in Guatemala, I was like, I need to put myself out there more, and I need to Good really for start you. like I love that. connecting more and like working on my relationships with people I rather than like my relationship with myself. Well, I was uh, I was sitting in my therapist's office like seven, six, five years ago, whenever it was in Los Angeles, and I was fucking broke, but I was doing okay, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like. Uh, I had sort of had this anti-materialism thing because kind of like you with the dating, I'd had all this excess of money and shit in my 20s and then I kind of blew it all, went broke. And then I woke up one day and I was like, I need to get away from thinking these things are going to fulfill me. Yeah. So then I'm basically broke for like six months or whatever and my therapist finally goes, hey, are you tired of it yet? And I was like, what? And he goes, well, you know you can do it, but do you need to? I'm relating that to your dating. Yeah. You know. It's so, yeah. Now you're going to piss off a lot of guys. (laughs) No, you're going to piss them off because you have a sense of self. And a lot of fucking gals your age and who look like you don't. Uh, Especially because they're your age. Yeah. And so guys are going to try and run their games on you and they're not going to be able to. Yeah. I think I'm just too picky maybe. (laughs) Right. That's what I'm talking about. But I need to, I just need to like start going on dates again. Yeah. Dating's the best. Yeah. I don't need to like be in a relationship with this person. I'm just like going to. No. Because like also so many people that I know I've talked to and they're like, yeah, um, I met this person because I was on a date with them and then didn't really connect romantically, but. Like now we're like working together. Now we're like, but that's it. it. There's an attraction, all the time. and that, yeah. you meet someone. There's an attraction. You get along. You go on a date. It ain't it. Yeah. But you should have met that person. Yeah. Just because it wasn't all. It's like a runoff election, right? Where the person who comes second is now out of politics. Yeah. That person should be vice president. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they just disappear. Yeah. And you're like, well, didn't we just lose the supposedly second best person to run our country because they weren't first? <laughs> yeah. But now some yokels are like, you know what I'm saying? So in a way, when it's not my girlfriend... It shouldn't be weird if it becomes a friend because yeah. there was some clicker connection. Yeah, but what totally. you're talking about with dating, like, uh, you know, I did the serial monogamy thing and, you know, all but one of my girlfriends in my 20s should have been a fun fling, but I just dragged it out a bit too long. Sounds like you've kind of set yourself up to like think about dating more than my next boyfriend. Yeah. You know? well, it's oh, and weird. by the way, like, that's not something baby, you I'm know like... who you were. 
What? Just my girl in the the, the, the girl in my twenties. She knows who oh. she is. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't like. Uh, I don't. I want like. I think at, at some point I would like to be in a relationship again. Oh, yeah. Obviously, I would. Um, and I need like to like anything. accept that. <laughs> well, you know, until we're in the uh, until we're in the flow, we're not in the flow, right? Like, yeah. I, if I'm not auditioning, my dad always says this about creative writing. He used to teach at the University of Guelph, and when people would say, uh, "Oh, I'm a writer," he'd go, "Yeah, show me your rejection slips." Whoa, deep, right? And 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 they'd go, "What do you mean? No, I'm a writer." And he goes, "Yeah, but you're not putting it out there." Until you have that stack of rejection slips, or by the way, you've got yeah. all the magazines you're published in, but if so, you probably wouldn't be taking my course. Um, where, you know, put it out there. Are yeah. you actually trying? Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's the hard thing, though, when you like being alone. I mean, God, the night I met Emily, I wasn't going to go out. Yeah. Um, my buddy called me. He goes, hey, there's this chick I want you to meet through my friend, through her, his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, whatever. It's not a setup. There's a bunch of people there. But it's the one I was telling you about. And I was like, dude, it's fucking snowing and I'm watching episodes of Caprica. I'm not coming out. <laughs> Right? Caprica, the not-so-good spinoff of Battlestar Galactica. This is where my mind was at that night. And then about 20 minutes later, I'm like, you have to make the effort. You just moved back from L.A. and yeah. you don't really know anybody in the city anymore. Yeah. Uh, anyways, you and know. And that's definitely another thing I realized when traveling is like I need to um, – I need to start doing more things. Yeah. And that's like why I was so frustrated before I went away. Because in the winter especially, it's so easy to just like sit at home and like watch Netflix and like not really do anything. But I always end up feeling better usually if I like go out. Because I'm like naturally just like a couch, not a couch potato, but I'm definitely like a homebody. Like right. I love like staying at home well, and whatever but it's funny relating to what we started with which is the whole like online thing or the you mm-hmm. know addicted to my phone or yeah you know that kind of presence i went to see a play uh a month ago the seagull here in town and I'm so at, mad I missed yeah it was really good and then at the break i was about to pull my phone out and do the usual yeah and i just said just don't turn your phone on so then i'm sitting yeah. there in the lobby and it's a choice. It's a choice. It's so and then a I see Michael Riley and Krista Bridges sitting across the road, both people I've worked with. Yeah. And I just said, go, go up to them. say hi. Yes. So I walked up. I said, do you guys mind if I join you? They said, oh my God, no. Um, I had to remind Michael who I was. We shot together 12 years ago. Yeah. And then we chatted our fucking heads yeah. off. Uh, we're not going for dinner next week or anything, but it was such a nicer choice and the way you know what I was saying about like we're not going for dinner next week it doesn't have to be all or nothing and as a kid I had no boundaries so everything had to be all or nothing you're either my best friend or you're not a friend and what you're talking about dating or whatever is I'm allowed to like meet somebody like somebody and then have it not be the whole deal yeah and that's the one thing I wish I'd known better remind me you were homeschooled or Mennonite (laughs) what is this again Uh, both. Or both? Um, I was homeschooled from grade two until halfway through grade nine. And then I went full time to high school, grade 10, 11, 12. And how did you find that transition? Horrible. Horrible? <laughs> Were you homesick? Or really was it just bad. socially inept? Um, socially, like I just didn't um, didn't quite know how to do that and <laughs> interact <laughs> with like a bunch of people my own age. It was really challenging. Um, but... Uh, you know, I think good things always come from a challenge. And, and w- did you like get picked on, or did you like find it just awkward? I did. I think hard? a lot of that was also like uh, probably like me, <laughs> like right. my, my not my fault, but like I 
again, like I didn't really like open myself up to people as Which soon as I went. Which is hard when you're 14 or this 13. This is very true. You know, I mean, do you have like, have you, uh, <laughs> do you have feelings about that with your mom or your dad? Are you like, what the fuck? Or um, Well, one thing I've, like, I think there's so much value in homeschooling and like I wouldn't have gotten into acting, I don't think the same way right. had I not done that because I was able to like rehearse right. all day as like a kid, which I wouldn't have been able to if I was in school. Um, but one thing I talk about with my mom a bit is <clears throat> I was like, because my brother was picked on a lot in grade school and mm-hmm. that was like one of the sort of reasons that my mom decided to pull us out and homeschool us. Um, and I, you know, was kind of like in the popular group in like grade two, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> and like really was easily like susceptible to like peer pressure. And um, one thing I talk about with my mom is like, instead of like pulling your kids out of a tricky situation, what would happen if uh, you kept them in that situation and like worked on how to work through that? Not that my mom didn't do that. My mom obviously like really worked with us on that stuff as well. Um, I mean, I feel the same. Like I feel like if my kid's being bullied, I don't mm -hmm. have kids, so I don't, you know, I want to not go right to that bully's parents. Yeah. I mean, unless there's weapons involved. And I just want to say to my kid, what do you want to do? How do you want to face this? What do you want? You know, blah, blah, blah. Now that's assuming they even come to me with it. You know, whatever. I can Um, only imagine how tricky it is though as a parent to like see your child in pain. And not want to just like immediately take that pain away. Well, yeah. But that was why it ended up being tricky for me to go into high school is because I hadn't like properly learned how to to deal with conflict and right. to deal with my feelings of of like whatever of yeah. um you know not feeling popular enough not feeling pretty enough not feeling whatever enough um because i had always just like taken myself out of that situation yeah. or had myself yeah. taken out of that situation well i always talk about that too in terms <clears throat> of like i make sure I, I, i'm getting over my hatred of the word bully i feel like that word got overused for a while but let's just use it uh i got bullied a lot in high school yeah. But I was a real bully in grade five, six, seven, uh, without knowing it even. You know, mm-hmm. I was just reacting to a certain energy inside me and thinking I was being funny or clever or whatever, right, yeah. and put some people in really like shitty situations. Um, and the reason I say that is just because I got to learn from that and stop doing it. Yeah. And then it was done to me, and I got <laughs> to see that side of it and go, yeah, I don't like either side. Of it. Like, I don't want to be the yeah. dick, and I don't want to have the dick call me stuff yeah. all fucking day. Like, yeah. I don't want either. But like you said, like, I think it was valuable to go through it. Now, I went through it totally. on my own. I never went to my parents. It just wasn't that relationship I had with them mm-hmm. and said, I'm getting picked on in high school. Yeah. Or I realize I made a kid cry at school today. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, like, I don't know what relationships are like. My, my brother and his daughter seem to have a real open relationship. My karate teacher and his daughter, you know, like, I never had that Yeah. Um, with my folks. I had a different kind of openness with them, you know, yeah. with my dreams and my artistry and all that. But uh, anyways, yeah, I, I'm I'm happy that I got to work through that that thing with the crucible of... And Louis C.K. talks about it, right? I was just thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. It's like you see, you call someone fat and then you see how it affects them and you go, oh... It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good versus the, the whole online thing. If you're online and I you like call you, someone I don't fat, like then... you. There's no repercussion. Yeah. Like you no don't, repercussion. You don't sense the person's energy of like what energy. you just threw at them. Yeah. Baby, we're oh, fucking man. winding down. How are your coffee jitters? 
I'm doing pretty good. It's good coffee, it's right? It's really good it's, coffee. That's the problem with good coffee. It's I never actually have coffee mellow. like midday. I have like Ooh. one cup at, in the morning and well, it's like a nice treat. Maybe when we wander <laughs> down here, we'll have another half cup. Oh boy. Um, Getting crazy in the Benson I adore your work and <laughs> I'm so happy that things are going well for you. And Thanks, the way you like. And I'm glad you're back in town. Yeah, um, any, it feels good to be back. It anything really you want to go out on? Mm, other than like I'm so excited to see your film oh, really soon in a couple kind. weeks barn wedding kind. pretty excited for fucking that one yeah. alright well fucking shout it out tweet it out um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen this is Chatting Between Takes me and Elise Bauman and that's a wrap